listening to She is Courageous, a podcast designed to help you step out in boldness, pursue your calling, and grow in faith so that you can be an authentic follower of Jesus. Hosted by Rachel Rupert. Hey guys, welcome back to She is Courageous. It's been a minute since I've posted last and I have been just thinking and praying about what to do and this has been a really hard episode for some reason getting back into the swing after Thanksgiving and my sister moving away. I just have really struggled to find even the words to prepare for this episode and I've even recorded it a few times and just have not felt like I hit my target yet. So I'm just praying that this episode is just what my heart is thinking that I'm able to put it into words. This episode's a little different because I have written out some notes, but I don't have this scripted like I normally do. So just bear with me. I'm hoping that it kind of goes on theme with this episode's topic because I really don't want to come off as like perfect. I'm not perfect. And I think as you'll see in this episode, um, we're going to talk about how people are not perfect and we're going to talk about judgment and all sorts of topics like that, just hard topics. And I'm coming from a place of I'm learning as I go and I'm sure we all are. I'm not putting any expectations on myself to be better than anything because it's too hard and I would rather be real than try to fake it till I make it because I don't know that I'm ever going to make it perfectly in this area. The topic I want to talk about is kind of how we judge others. And as I've been preparing for this episode, I kind of feel there's two camps that I'm thinking about. And one of them is judging in general, being judgmental towards people, friends, family, whatever, anyone you encounter. And also, I think one that is on point with kind of the theme of my podcast is judging church and judging church leadership. And I'm so divided on where to start because I think where I'm at in my own life is kind of how it reflects my heart. If there's anything I strive to be, it's to be passionately, unreservedly, unreservedly in love with Jesus And I feel like I can't truthfully be in love with Jesus if I'm not being like him. I have this incredible tension of knowing that God loves me at all times and in any moment, my good, my bad, but also the fact that our faith warrants us to grow and be sanctified and be made more into his image. And I'm not a new believer. I've loved God my whole life. I was saved as a child. I know like maturity plays a part in it, but sometimes I feel like maybe I should be farther along in this area of judging others and having a Christ-like perspective of people around me, knowing that every person I encounter is someone who was formed and fashioned by the King of Kings by the Savior who died on the cross for me, that he's known them from beginning to end. And when I think about that, it breaks me knowing that I have not loved them the way my Savior has loved them, and he calls us to love each other. He calls us to be love. He says, you're known by my love. If you're my disciples, you'll be known by your love. And maybe it's a cultural thing. 
you know, maybe being in this American culture, cancel culture, just the lifestyle we live of trying to acquire and win and own and buy and be representing all these things that we've achieved, that we do become harsh critics of other people. But I know for me, like, I don't tend to judge as harshly unless someone has hurt me. And when someone hurts me, I begin to criticize them and try to almost justify my offense. And I've been, I've realized that, like, I've been dealing with that a lot lately, of feeling offended by people. And the more offended I feel, the more I want to judge them and make myself appear better than them. And it's ugly. It's really ugly. Um, like I was praying about this the other day because I've been, I had a great dinner with some friends a couple weeks ago and I love them so much because they are so sweet, but they're not um, afraid to hold back when it comes to challenging me. And if you don't have people in your life like that, you need to get people like that because it's so hard to grow and see things when everyone around you has the same perspective and is unwilling to challenge your thinking. There's no harm in seeing things differently. It doesn't change your opinions. It just gives you a new vantage point. And I was with my friends at dinner and they were talking to me about my podcast. They were talking to me about um, just kind of where I'm at in life and about my journey as someone who has been deeply in love and ingrained in the church and experienced some devastating hurt in the church and kind of like being on the outskirts and trying to find my place. They made a really great observation, kind of just, hey, make sure whatever you do that you're purpose is clear and that you're not becoming this angry voice. Now, if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I'm not this angry voice, but I've seen it happen to a lot of people where people that I've respected, maybe I don't agree with theologically some of the things that, some of the accounts that I follow on social media, but I've seen people start with this good intention and motivation It's like they become so passionate that their passion becomes destructive. In an effort to change something that they see as wrong, they become so angry with the things that are being done wrong that they become vessels of anger and pain and hurt just on the other side of the spectrum. I don't want to become like that. I don't want to become so focused on this mission and this thing that I'm trying to understand, you know, for me, like my passion is I love Jesus and I want the church to be a representation of him. And I don't always feel like that happens. And I don't want to become so angry at the injustices that take place that it robs me of my voice and my value because I'm only hurting people who I don't agree with. Does that make sense? So I've just kind of been processing What does this look like to love people, to have this mission or this burden of sharing my love of Jesus, but without it becoming attacking and judging those who aren't doing what I feel is, I'm putting air quotes, right. 
you know like we all have our disagreements with how maybe how churches run or how leaders operate or whatever but really at the end of the day is that our place to judge is it our place to judge the problem with so many of these social media accounts that are advocating for change and accountability in the church is that they're taking these people and they're blasting them and judging them from a distance and while I don't disagree with there being a need for accountability can we agree that there does need to be accountability it becomes so harsh of a judgment that it becomes that they become an issue So the conversation I had with my friends was really helpful and it brought me to this Bible passage that I want to share and this is kind of where the essence of my heart is right now, I think, in this whole topic. It's Luke 6, 37. I'm going to read a couple of verses in it. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He, talking about Jesus, also told them a parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple's not above his teacher, but everyone who's fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the splinter that's in your eye when you yourself don't see the beam of wood in your eye? Hypocrite! First take the beam of wood out of your eye and then you will see clearly to take out the splinter in your brother's eye. I think we all know this Bible verse, but do we realize how often we become the person with the plank in our eye? We don't want to look at ourselves. We don't want to look at the bad pieces of ourselves. We're always looking outward and looking at what other people are doing wrong and how they're failing when it's just completely blinded to the fact of what our heart looks like. And I'm guilty of this too, guys. Like, this is why this is so important to me is because I care. I care about my heart. I care about how I come across. I care about the way Jesus sees me. And I want when I go to heaven and when I face him, and I see him face to face, and he asked me to give an account of my life, I want to be able to say that I live my life well. And it's not even about what you do. It's about the condition of your heart. What does our heart look like? I feel like a lot of times I want to say that I'm living my life to the best of my ability, that I'm being a great representation of Jesus, but these are the moments that we need to look at. When there's someone who is just driving you crazy and they're making all the wrong decisions and they're making a mess, like what are your thoughts towards them? Moving on from the personal pieces and how it really all starts in our heart, I can honestly say that I have struggled with finding a way to engage in church without feeling like I'm reacting out of hurt and reacting judgmentally. I struggle a lot with this. And I want to go into this and talk to you about kind of what my church experience is like sometimes. 
Because here's the thing. I know I'm not the only one who faces this. And I also know how much God has been so epically gracious to me in my pain and in this healing process to answer even my dumb prayers. Even my dumb, stupid prayers that I just pray on a whim or I think, like, if only this, then it would be a little better. Like, I feel like God has been so over and above gracious to me in my church experience in the last couple of years. So I want to tell a little story about one of the recent times I've been at church. And full disclosure, this is going to paint me in a picture probably that you haven't seen of me before because I've been really intentional about kind of keeping this part of my life under wraps. You'll find out why. But I sometimes like legitimately hate going to church. I feel like it's sometimes like opening a fresh wound. And there are times where I can go to church and it's fine, but there's times where I am clenching my teeth about to walk out of the room because I'm so frustrated by something that happens, whether it's something that the pastor says or just some bad thing that just reminds me of some of the pain that I've experienced through the church. So I'm very much like, I feel like I'm if I were to put it on a percentage, I would say I'm like 85 to 90% okay. But there are still times where it is like this gaping wound. And I recently had this experience that was just really bad. And I remember like, I couldn't even speak after the service was over because I was so frustrated and hurt. And I didn't want to go back to church. Like I was kind of done. And I gave myself a few weeks and my daughter ended up wanting me to drive her to church instead of going with my husband. She wanted him to go by himself and she wanted me to take her. So I had to get ready, get the kids out the door, drive them all the way to church. And I was just annoyed. Of course, when I get there, my sweet husband asked me so nicely to come with him to the church service. And I like knew he was going to ask me but I just wanted to challenge him and I reluctantly agreed because I was like, well, I can't say no and just storm out of here. That's ridiculous. So I end up going, no matter how frustrated I am, I feel like every time that the church service is about to start, I just kind of stand up and I'm just like, okay, Lord, like I know you're still here. I know you can still be here. Please help me to get through this service. And he has never let me down. He's never let me down on that aspect. I've always felt like even when I'm frustrated, I still feel like I get something out of the service. And so that's just been a really great thing. But at this one service that I'm talking about, they're playing this song I had never heard before. And as I'm worshiping, I just felt like I saw this picture. Let me remind you that all throughout this time, I had been processing all of these feelings of like, am I being judgmental? Am I being too harsh? I feel justified in the fact that I've been hurt and I shouldn't have to lay those feelings aside and be minimized just because it's like the high road, which, you know, I mean, that's kind of what the Bible tells us to do. But when you're feeling the emotions, you don't want to do that, right? And so I'm in worship and I feel like I'm staring at the auditorium like I'm worshiping and I see this picture and it's like I can see all of the auditorium and it is the floor is covered in blood stains. I'm seeing this 
these blood stains and I'm seeing these faces of people that I've known in ministry who like have hurt other people and have caused a lot of pain, but yet they themselves, what I'm feeling is they're the ones who have been hurt. Hurt people, hurt people. Everyone says that. Hurt people, hurt people. And it's just this pattern of people hurting other people and causing so much pain and suffering. And I'm seeing this and I'm like, how ironic is it that standing before this altar where the blood of Jesus should be covering everybody, that instead in this moment, I had been seeing the blood of all these people who had been slaughtered in the name of doing good church. This is where my passion struggles with the feelings and the emotions because this happens all the time. People are let down by the church all the time. There's so many people who have walked away from the church because of a bad experience and a bad encounter and people who have been abused and manipulated and who have fallen through the cracks and who have been mistreated and judged. And so when you see all of that, you're just like, okay, but how can I not judge that? Like, how can I not judge that the church is failing? People are suffering. I have, I have suffered, you know, like how are we supposed to come to this neutral feeling? Like, how do we justify this? How do we fix this? How do I come to terms with this? I don't really have this grand answer. It's something that I'm wrestling with because I love the church. Even though I hate what happens through the church sometimes, I know that God is still moving and doing so much good through the church. It's kind of this balance of, okay, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of good. And I don't know, I think for me, I just, I'm kind of like, okay, but what's my place? You know, what's all of our place? What do we do with this information? that the church is God's plan for us, but yet there's so much bad stuff that can happen in the church that we see. There's ugliness that happens in the church. And how do we not judge? How do we not walk away from that and be mad and be offended by it? And I think the only answer I can come to terms with is to understand that our job is to love. Our job is to love the people, it's to love our enemies, it's to love the lost, it's to love the saved, it's to love the people we love and love the people we hate. And it's a hard answer. I read this article the other day that I will link in my show notes, but it is some research that's done by this writer that I really love reading his work. He is an ex-pastor, so he's had his share of issues with the church and I don't agree with everything that he says or writes about, but I think that him and I share a very similar perspective when it comes to how the church behaves and how we come across to non-believers and believers too, just anyone who disagrees with some of the things that happen in the church. He cited some research that's been done by the Barna Group and Basically, what he's talking about in this article, it's called Why People Walk Away from the Church. And it's research about kind of the perception that the church has. So he says in his article, Among non-Christians, 9 out of the top 10 perceptions were negative. 87% of those surveyed said that Christians were judgmental, 
85% said Christians were hypocritical and 78% said Christians were out of touch. He finishes the assessment of the study by saying, Today, the most common perception of Christians among non-believers is that Christians are anti-gay with 91% of non-Christians saying they believe Christians show excessive contempt and unloving attitudes towards homosexuals. We're talking about judgment here. And isn't it sad to know that that's how the world sees us? That's our impression. That's the legacy that the church is leaving to the unchurched, our reputation. We're so busy nitpicking how we feel about somebody else that we're just completely missing the point of what Jesus even tells us to do as Christians. Like, I'm kind of, it's hard for me to even really process that information. But here's the thing, like, I know that I struggle with this too. We all struggle with judging others. And I do think so much of it comes from being so in our own feelings and how we feel that we forget that we're supposed to put on the mind of Christ. I'm not saying invalidate your feelings and ignore your feelings, but realize that it's not all about you. It's not all about me and what I feel. Just because I'm mad at someone doesn't mean that I get to go hurt them. You know, like you have to put your feelings in a perspective and in its place. And I think feelings are great and they're good indicators of what's going on with you, but they shouldn't be your driving force. They shouldn't have control and the reins over what you do, what you say, what you think, what you believe. Your feelings do not have that much stake and they should not have that much stake. If we're living truly authentic lives for Christ, the driving factor in our lives should be the Holy Spirit and our love for others. Because Christ first loved us, we should be loving others. I was reading a verse in 1 John, and I don't have my Bible with me, um, but 1 John talks about, I think it's in chapter 3, about how you can't even really say you know God if you don't love. That's how important love is. It's not just part of being a Christian. It is the essence of being a Christian. 1 Corinthians 13 says the same thing. If I have everything, but I don't have love, I have nothing. Our judgment will disqualify us. Our judgment robs us of our voice, of our credibility. But love is what will justify us. Love is what shows people the essence of our God. That's what matters. And you can't have both things. You know, you can't have judgment and love. It's not our place. You know, like let God do the convicting. Let God deal with the individual hearts. But if you're showing them who Jesus is, which he is love, and if you're loving them the way that Christ loved us, then he'll do the work because he's getting his way. You know, you're representing him. You're giving him room in a situation. I just wanted to put this perspective out there because I know personally I have a hard time with it sometimes. Like we live in this world that is so out to judge. And we're not called to be of this world. We're called to be 
followers of Jesus, and this is something that you can bring into your personal life, in your day-to-day life, it's something you can bring into your life with non-believers and how you deal with people who don't know God, instead of trying to tell them how they should behave and how they should live, show them how to love because that's who Jesus is. And when it comes to the church, you know, like love those people who have done wrong because they're people and we can't hold them to this standard that is unattainable by human flesh. You have to love them and you have to root for them. Like I know personally, there have been times where I haven't rooted for the success of whoever is in charge because I felt like they didn't deserve it. And you know what? That's not my place. It's not my place and it's not your place. And I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm like talking to myself too, because I know that this is an area where I really want to get it right. Because if I don't get this area right, then everything else doesn't matter because because I would be a hypocrite. Because I would be blinded to my own heart. And that's the root of everything. How our heart is. What's coming out of our heart. What are we putting into our hearts? Yeah, I've just been wrestling with this. I'm just really asking the Lord to just speak to me in this area. And God's been giving me plenty of places to test this out to test my heart, to say, are you really growing in this area? And it ha- it's not easy. And, you know, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if this is something where you're like, I've never had this issue. I am not a judgmental person. Or maybe you're, like, very judgmental. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you're at. What matters is if you are open to God's voice and hearing his voice in this area and letting him do some work in your heart. And it's not some crazy, weird, mystical thing. Like for me, I've just seriously just sat down and been like, God, I realized that I'm doing this. And I'm realizing that I am not operating at my best. And I'm not exhibiting your character in this area. I don't want to be Christian in some areas and lacking in others. Like I want you to have my whole heart. I want to be made in your image through and through and not hide a piece because I'm selfish. I want you to change it. And he's been gracious about just making me aware of it and helping me see moments where I can operate in more grace. And he can do the same for you. So I don't know what you're dealing with or if there's any issues in your life where you're facing a lot of hurt and as a result, you're dealing with a lot of judgment towards others. But just know this, you're not alone. We all deal with this, every single one of us. There is not one person listening to this podcast who has never judged somebody else or has had bad thoughts towards somebody else. I just want to say that I'm rooting for you. And I want to just encourage you to take some time today. At some point when you have time by yourself, just talk to God. Just talk to him. Just talk to him like you would talk to a friend and just tell him, I'm struggling with this or I really messed this up and just let him speak. And I promise you, if you just surrender this area to him, he's going to do something wonderful in you and you're going to notice it and your friends are going to notice it. 
and we will all be a few steps closer to becoming the church that we're supposed to be and representing our Savior who deserves to be portrayed in the wonderful way that he is. I hope this encouraged you and I hope it inspires you to continue digging deeper in your relationship with God. If you're looking for new tools and resources to help you grow in your faith, you're not alone. Check out my website at sheiscourageous.com. If you visit this podcast show notes, I'll link all of the studies and the research I shared in this episode. In the meantime, would you do me a favor? If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you could leave me a review and subscribe so that next time I post an episode, you get a notification. And if you really enjoyed it, feel free to share it on social media, text it to a friend, or do whatever it is you do to share things. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.